Okay, cue jingle. Cue jingle. There it is. Okay, we're live. Greg, hey. We are live. Hello, Jonathan. How are you, my friend? I am well, thank you. Nice. We're having a great day. Uh, it was previously stated that today is uh, Jonathan Day, which it's I Jonathan will take. Day, for those yeah. of you who don't know. Uh, yeah, it's Jonathan Day. It's just, it just happens to be the day uh, of the week that Greg and I talk more often than not, or at all. It's true. Yeah. Uh, so, so granted, I should say Jonathan Day is primarily from my point of view, uh, I would imagine for you, more days are Jonathan Day than just this one. Um, but for me, it's Jonathan Day. Well, and that's very kind. I actually think more of my days are, um, it's uh, work day, it's uh, got to help your school day, it's um, Andrew uh, wants me to take the trash out day. It, I have those days. Um, and today, having just a day that designated as Jonathan Day, what a treat. It's Jonathan Day. Well, yeah. then, happy Jonathan Day. Uh, and Thank to you. our listeners, welcome to Tasty Gents. If this yes, is your Tasty first Gents. time, we're delighted to have you here. Uh, sure. This is Jonathan and I doing our Seattle to Palm Springs podcast where we talk about food and mm -hmm. things related to food and sometimes things that are not at all related to food. But then we usually come back again to food. food. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, and we're glad to have you here. So, yeah, it's a good day. It's good to do this. And and so uh, so we are going to talk about food today. We are. But what kind of food are we talking about here, Greg? We're going to talk about some of the highest and most freshly and uh, and expertly prepared, and in many cases, most expensive foods that one can acquire sort of mm. on the market, which is to say pet foods. Pet foods. We're going to talk about That's pet right. foods today. We are, of course, uh, if you've listened at all, you know that Jonathan and I are deep experts in nearly every topic that we talk about. Um, and so we are, of course, experts in all manner of pet food. And the reason for that is that uh, between the two of us, we are currently in possession of two pets. Two. One each. Yes. One each. Yes. Yeah. That's right. Uh, so it, introduce us then, Jonathan, to the four-legged member of your household. Uh, yeah, well, we have a, a white boxer, and his name is Rudy, and he's a pretty good dog. He's all right. Uh, he is going on nine. I think he's almost nine, or maybe he is nine at this point. Um, and, uh, you know, emotionally, he's about two and a half. Mm, Still thinks that. he's a puppy, you know, until his hips start bothering him, and he's like, hey, wait a minute, my hips. <laughs> so, but, uh, so in other words, he's just like me. I was going to say, I identify with that quite quite closely, so I get it. I'm on TV. Right. Yeah. And um, how about you? Charlie Brown is yeah. the four-legged member of my household. Charlie Brown is a chocolate lab. He's about eight and a half. Um, and mm. I, didn't, I think I realized that Charlie Brown and Rudy were, were about the same age. Yeah. Um, he's about eight and a half. He um, is the sweetest, nicest dog. He's the first dog I have owned as an adult. So um, he's a very easy dog for um, for an adult to have, for a, a new new dog owner to have. Um, yeah. And uh, one of my early questions when I got him, because there's a lot of information out there, is what should I feed him? Oh, yeah. So Talked to yeah. my vet about that. And, of course, I talked to other people about that. Um, and we're going to talk today, both of us, about some of the things we've landed on. Yeah. When, I, when we first, you know, Andrew and I were dating – and I think I think as people may know that um, um, we 
the, the animals can bring you together, right? And a lot of the couples will get animals and it's like, this is, let's see if kids are going to work out. Let's try an animal. And, uh, and we did, and, and we were terrible owners and we decided never to have kids. So <laughs> <laughs> no, we were great. And, uh, but we, we brought this dog Rufus into our life, another white boxer and, uh, and really kind of solidified the relationship and, and, and it was great. But Rufus, um, you know, every animal's different. And Rufus was very food motivated, mm. you know, really enjoyed it and would do twirls and tricks. And mm-hmm. uh, if you dropped anything on the floor, it snatched it up. He was a little vacuum cleaner. Um, and, and it was, it was, it was fun. So, so he certainly had his own personality, personality around it. Rudy could not be more different. I can't, I have to hand feed him bacon because he won't. <laughs> Oh, I do. I hand to him and then he looks at it and he looks up at me and gives me this. Are you really going to feed me this? Like he, ch- he checks it out. I'm like, what is what kind of animal are you? Anyway, so he's so he's not food motivated. He eats, but he's a yeah. very picky eater. Very picky. Interesting. I have managed to make Charlie Brown more mood, more food motivated, I think, in the time that I've owned him. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, especially for a lab. He is not very food motivated. The other people I know who have labs, hmm. you know, at feeding time, you know, they dump whatever the food is into the bowl and their their dog becomes a vacuum cleaner who sucks up every morsel um, and then wants more. And and that's I've understood is a common experience with labs. That is for yeah. him. And and there's but that said, he will he is also a dog who will beg in the kitchen a little bit. Um that's funny. It is funny how they do that. And yeah, um, and Rudy will forget to eat. And we'll put the kibble, we'll do the thing in the bowl and the kibble and stuff. And we get very good brand of kibble. Uh, and, and when we went to our vet, initially, this was the funny thing. We went to our vet and you, you said you would ask your vet. We asked our vet, hey, what do you feed your dogs? And he laughed and he said, feed them whatever's on sale. Like yeah. it's, it's you know, it, his dogs were not picky. They would eat anything that was dropped to the floor and or just like left shoes that were left by the front door. They'd, they'd eat like anything at all. Um, so so that he didn't have that that problem and he also didn't have animals that seem to have any allergies but i know that that's out there there are uh, animals yep. that have food allergies and um and yep. they have a bad reaction to some foods yep yeah. yeah i and thankfully i don't have any of that going on and and what was what i thought was interesting and if you if one peruses when i peruse the the dog food aisle at the pet store which is so i get charlie brown's food at petco um mm-hmm. uh, and he currently eats hill's science diet and he likes it um, I kind of switch up the, I have a story about that in a minute though. Um, I switch up the the flavors because they have different flavors. Um, but you'll see the, like some bags are like, you know, no grain ever because grain is bad for dogs. And sometimes it'll be like all the best grains because grain is good for dogs. And yeah. I asked my vet uh, who said like, yeah, jury's kind of out. You know, if your dog likes grain, feed him grain. Um, hmm. the, the, the answer I got was that if um, if the dog likes it, and it's, you know, and, and it's a balanced thing, you know, uh, some grain and some everything else, then should be fine. Yeah. And in fact, it is. What he eats is, uh, has got grains in it and it's fine. Yeah, Rudy gets some grains as well. And and when I, I, I think that there's, unlike, you know, other people in my household, um, I see what happens after the food's been processed with oh, Rudy. Right. So I don't see that with anyone else, for instance, and I don't think I want to, but I think that, 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 that the health of what comes out mm-hmm. is an indicator of the health of what went in. 
I think that is uh, can be said about many, many different circumstances and organisms. And I would agree <laughs> about both Rudy and Charlie Brown. I think that's true. Yeah. Uh, here's my rant I will give you about Hill's science diet before I forget, because okay. I want to make sure if the Hill's science diet CEO happens to be listening to our podcast, as most CEOs do. As they do. Yeah, we're trending. Uh, I want to make sure that she or he hears this. Um, so Hill's science diet has uh, a variety of different offerings of their kibble. They've got the barley and rice one. They've got the fish and something else and the chicken yeah. and something else. And, yeah. um, and they're, and they've got the, the large dogs and the medium dogs and all of that. And so all of these are, you know, like you sort of pick your dog, you know, your, the age and the size and everything else. Well, once I did this, I thought, okay, so he's uh, 75 pounds and he's of this age and this is what he likes to eat. And it was a um, a bag with a, I want to say it had a corgi on the front of it. Mm. I was like, great. My job is to come and buy the corgi, buy the corgi and I should be done. Uh, and then I found out they switch up the faces of the dogs on the bags. Oh. I know. How much? Like, what does that even mean? Why would you, why would you? perpetuate that cruelty on people like me that believe they've figured out just buy the one with a corgi on the bag and you're and you're a winner but nope i have to read the bag every time it's we're it's awful the life i live mm, i don't know that i don't know it's barbarians so mr yeah. mr or ms hills science diet ceo yeah. um come work with me a little bit here all right yeah for real because you know what and and i when i'm i find it daunting by the way i walk into the petco or the store or yes. wherever is working the thing and it has the large breed medium breed uh old weight weight restricted animals yes. animals that are on a diet animals that um are keto so animals it's so much and i'm yeah it's very judgy i'm like judgy. you know and what why are the why are the weight restricted animals that like, like the the bags are smaller i mean that's I just yeah weight restriction is just Pay them, pay the same money, but feed them less. But feed them less. That's what it is. Yes. So I, I, which I should have just been doing anyway, I guess I should just have, <laughs> but so, so I find it a little daunting. So yes, when I find the one that, that not only do I think has, it seems to check out with my level of, uh, you know, uh, uh, care for this animal, which year after year is lower and lower. Um, but the, the level of care that I have for this animal and, and also um, that he'll eat it. Right. So he, so 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 we, we can buy the cheaper food and put it out there and it'll sit there. Right. And he'll he'll not eat it and we'll mix in things that he likes, like mm -hmm. chicken or you know mm -hmm. beef stock or something like something to, to entice him into it. And he'll he'll do that burying of the nose motion to bury the food. He just doesn't want it. So we 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 we, we actually um, the one that really likes is uh, blue. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah, and it's a smaller kibble. You know, he's got the little boxer. He's got the boxer mouth okay. where it's just the teeth are messed up, and he's oh. so it's hard to eat sometimes. And like he had the right number of teeth, but um, he had too many on one side at one point, so oh. he had that teeth removed. And oh yeah, it's inbreeding's fun. So um, <laughs> just in general, it's just in general, right? Yeah, it's, what, what an experiment. So um, so so he so he eats the blue, and he he seems to. He seems to like that, but yeah, I, and, and it's, it, this is, I mean, we, there's an, there's an, there's a lot of industry around stuff, but you know, like according to, um, from what I, I found out from, uh, Google, um, mm, it Google. is that as of, uh, 2022, it is over just in the United States alone, a $103 billion market 
for I feel like a, a large chunk of that was my purchases of kibble last year because that's <laughs> a lot of it because it's not cheap it is not cheap it's not inexpensive you know do you feed charlie brown table scraps does he get human food at all he gets very little human food mm-hmm. um i did uh i was making hummus the other day and i had some baby carrots out as one does uh yeah. to be able to yeah. test the hummus and he he was acting as if he wanted uh, a carrot. I think he just wanted whatever I was making. So I gave him a carrot, mm-hmm. which he was very excited to take, which he then promptly put down on the kitchen floor because, good heavens, it was a carrot. Right. But then when I tried to take it away uh, and throw it away, he reclaimed it and ate it. I think he yeah. ate it on the rest. So every now and then, he'll get a little piece of cheese or something like a carrot. But I I try to avoid doing it so that he doesn't beg, even as I say that out loud. Obviously, I haven't done that enough because he was in the kitchen begging when I gave him the carrot. So, what about, I, what about does he make does he make noise when he begs? Is he a whiner? He almost makes no noise all the time. Yeah. Um, he makes a bit of a grunting noise when he's ready for me to get up in the morning, or if he wants me to take him out. But uh, that's kind of the extent of it. So, no, when he is begging, usually he's just standing there in the kitchen wagging his tail, yeah, and staring at me or staring at whoever happens to be in the kitchen. That's the thing with Rudy too. Very little noise. Just I just happen to look around and there's a face staring at me. Yes. Which is unnerving in most other scenarios in life, right? Where if you were on the subway or anything and then you just turn around, there's someone staring at you. Or even if you're out in the woods and there's some other animal staring well, at you. Well, you definitely don't want that. No, that's true. Exactly. Because <laughs> yeah, then well, because then you are the food. It's not looking, it's not begging, it's hunting. That's the difference. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. Um what about uh, and you talk about mix-ins? What else? What do you what do you mix in for him? Well, you know we so we um, we do a lot of shopping in bulk because you know we still have everybody at home, right? So you know Bjorn's in college, but he still lives at home for right now and yeah. uh, for, for for a couple more months before he goes off into the wild and and finishes college in a proper university setting. But until then, we shop at Costco. So we do um, you know big box shopping and and uh, they have. And they're famous for them is their Costco roasted chickens. It's true. Yeah. yeah. And, and they're cheap. They sell them at a loss, knowing that you're going to walk to the back of the store to get them and probably walk out with a cart full of stuff anyway, when you just went in for chickens. So we do this all the time. And, and we get, when we go, we always get to sometimes three roasted chickens wow. because we'll only go once a month. Okay. And we go through a lot of chicken and the, and my process is, is we come in, Costco is a big day because whatever I buy, I then break up, break down, yeah. uh, put the freezer in, there's three of us in the house. So there's, you know, pork chops come in like packs of 400. So you got to break them into, you know, little things of threes <laughs> and, yes. but the Costco chickens are the same. But when I break them down, I take the skin off. We don't, we don't typically eat the skin. Uh, mm-hmm. And I take off, I take off the, uh, the, I take the knuckles off of the, off of the um uh the, the check-in pieces and I take mm. off the you know the wherever there's there's any kind of crystal or anything that comes mm-hmm. off as well. I take the fat, I take the stuff, and it all goes into this very large container that then becomes Rudy's. You take a spoon of it and you mix it in. So he gets a spoon of that and he works his way through it and oh. over the course of uh, a couple of weeks. So, so, do you, maybe with this, with, so the skin and the and the the knuckles and the stuff like that, do you chop right. it up so that it's spoonable? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's and and it, it really just pulls apart. I mean, if you ever taken one of those roast chickens, the darn things are yeah. so, so, so well cooked that they, everything just falls. That just falls off the bone. It just falls apart. So, yeah. um, so and I wind up um, 
you know, because I don't want to, because when we freeze, you know, two out of the three or, yep. you know, and the, another one goes to the meat drawer and we just kind of, you know, uh, kind of pick off of that for a few days. Right. Um, I, I cut up the chicken breast as well, because that, you know, if you, if you're just going to grab a couple pieces of chicken breast to make a chicken salad or something, you don't want to pull the whole breast out to frost it. True. Yeah. That's a great point. Um, there's a whole longer conversation on rotisserie chickens because I think they're a, a brilliant thing and oh, I don't know, maybe gosh. they'll be the cause of the downfall of the, of the human race, but, um, maybe also they just make really good chicken salad. I don't know. It's a really good chicken salad. Um, yeah. Charlie Brown also gets a, he gets a little bit of sort of mix in too, but I'm, I'm a little more, uh, I'm a little less creative than you are. So there's a, um, a brand of raw dog food that is frozen um, and it's frozen in little pellets. Uh, and so they've got like a lamb and rice and a chicken and something else and a fish and something else. And so this, I assume this lamb lives sort of a happy organic lifestyle um, romping in the, in the fields, you know, as yeah. one does with its, with its other lamb friends before it's um, killed and cut into little tiny bits <laughs> that are then frozen for my dog. You know? um, and so it, it's these little sort of frozen pellets that I uh, sort of, add a few eh, about a quarter about a quarter of a cup to yeah. over um over the top of charlie brown's kibble mm -hmm. and that's really what what he's makes him willing to eat it and i i have found that and of course now i spoiled him so if i don't put some kind of topper on his food uh he tends not to eat it or leave yeah. it which is interesting because as you were saying, you know, he, like Rudy does, you know, Charlie Brown, if he's not feeling it, you know, I feed him in the morning and the evening, if he's not feeling it, he will have a few bites and then not eat the rest. It's very common for two thirds of his food to actually still be present at the time of the next feeding. Um, and at first I was worried about that, but now I just know that he goes through waves where he eats everything in his bowl and another wave where he only has a few bites, but I do give him that, that, either the raw food topper yeah. or um, uh, what else have I tried? Uh, sometimes I just take treats. There's some soft treats that he, that he likes. I'll break those up and toss it in there. That works really well as a topper. Um, and we have a neighbor here in Palm Springs whose name is Curtis. Hey, Curtis, if you're listening. Oh, yeah. Hey, Curtis. And Curtis works for um, a super interesting uh, natural dog food, pet food? I think it's only dogs. Mm -hmm. uh, dog food. A company called Chai Dog. And it hmm. is uh, foods based on Eastern medicine. Um, and the only reason that's relevant at all is that Curtis gave me a couple of free samples. So Charlie Brown's been um, trying really? those out. Yep, he's been trying those out as well uh, and liking them. And, you know, when I, I tear open the package for this free sample and the, I mean, it looks like what you might make for your family. And in fact, they say on their website that they use like human grade meats and fresh vegetables and whole grains and stuff like that. Oh, so wow. And there, I think there's any number of foods like that. And in 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 this example, I know these are also meant for dogs that might be getting older, might mm. be, um, you know, I, to your point about Rudy having hip problems or or something like that. As dog gets as dogs get older, they you know may have more problems, may have more um, uh, allergies. Yeah. And so I think there's a lot of these sort of hypoallergenic or um, uh, foods that are less. I don't know, might be less difficult for them, for their system to manage. Yeah, a little, a little uh, closer to whole foods, less processed. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think it's easier on their digestion. Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, and especially, say, yeah. I was, as you say, if, if one is uh, both the dog feeder and the dog walker, 
and one is aware of what goes in and what comes out. And that's a, I think that's mm -hmm. an important cycle to pay attention to. And since, you know, I'm the feeder and the walker and the everything else are, um, yeah. see, uh, both ends of the continuum, if you will. We're and I, you know, I think, I think that's, that's a really good point because there's, there's just a lot to be said for how your body deals with things. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I say listeners, um, I challenge all of us and let's see what, what kind of, uh, uh, input we can get on Facebook on our Facebook page, but everybody spend, spend the next week. And, um, when you go to the bathroom, just go ahead and uh, take a picture yes. and send exactly. it on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how quickly our page gets taken down. No. Take a picture uh, and, and, and make, we'll make sure that you pair your face next to uh, uh, the other picture. Um, and we'll be able to get, all look at them together. It'll be great. Yeah. Then we'll just know how, how healthy your diet really is. Yes. Um, oh, my goodness. No, don't do that, please. And, don't do uh, that. Yeah, right. Yeah, we, we don't do we'll it. We'll those. No. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, so, uh, so, but Rudy, yeah, he, he does like, he does like a topper. He likes a mix in. Um, and then, and, and I, you know, if he doesn't like, he will like, he'll forget to eat. Like I said, to the point where he'll get sick and we'll oh, have to put kidding. him outside and he'll, and he'll have a bad tummy because he didn't eat oh. and then he'll do it. He'll do his thing and he'll, he'll yeah. get, he'll get out the, you know, the, the, the stomach acid and uh, he'll be upset. He'll come in, he'll drink some water and then we'll just give him like a piece of chicken breast or something and mm -hmm. he'll look at it and he'll eat it. And then it activates his appetite and he'll go through his bowl of food. It's oh, the strangest thing. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> well, it's the, I guess that's the actual definition of an appetizer is uh yeah. activates his appetite yeah i did sure it's does. interesting i the i've tried different bits of different kinds of kibble for charlie brown we we traveled and we tried rachel ray's version and he mm. was, was like meh it's fine but he didn't love it uh i tried something else that was on sale last the last bag and he was sort of you know eh, about that one the hills he consistently eats um and so we sort of stick with that but uh it i feel like one can go as far as as one wants and and as far as the dog will tolerate i i know that my i have one friend that actually cooks for their dog like you know like when when they're cooking yeah. their meal they cook like scrambled eggs and potatoes and that's what the dog has as a meal and so uh, they're cooking for the yeah. dog as often as they're cooking for themselves i think that sounds awful but that's just me well that's true and you know and and andrea um uh we, we have friends who stayed with us uh, some good friends of ours um uh, Brad and Don Graves, and they and they were and they were over <laughs> at our place, and we're, I went to feed the dog, and I took the chicken that I like I pre mentioned, a little bit sure. of topper stuff, and I, what I tend to do is I put it in a little coffee mug, a little bit of water, and I put it in the microwave for like thirty seconds. Now, mm -hmm. it just heats it up so that what I've done essentially is I've made a light kind of chicken broth, and right. I pour that over, and it more evenly coats all the kibble, and then he is he 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 eats the whole the whole bowl, to which they turned to me and said you're spoiling that dog like he will <laughs> never eat i mean what if you didn't heat it up and right cold chicken oh no hey right. cold chicken fat yeah oh, i know i mean he, he's probably fine but i but the thing is is that i think you know i i look at these these animals and they're so close to us and they live with us you know and you become like the, the people you surround yourself with and i think that goes for the four-legged friends in our house as well um, in that, uh, I also like to spend most of the day laying around naked. So mm -hmm. it's, exactly. yeah, it's, I mean, if you can, if you, can, if you, if can you do get it. away with it, why not? It's yeah, absolutely. Um, but, but I think that, you know, 
that I kind of what do they call it anthropomorphize no anthropomorphize I think anthropomorphize there we go that's a better way to say that um and 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 I think well I like hot food he must like hot food right that's just where I go and I know there's no real logic to that but hey most of the meals they eat in the wild if they were to catch it would be warm one would think yeah it would still be alive so yeah be a hot man good point so you should, yeah, it's at something at 98 degrees. Charlie Brown um, does not get warm food. And in fact, I don't even thaw the frozen bits of chopped up animal that he gets uh, oh, yeah. when I feed him the raw food. Um, and he doesn't seem to mind that. He doesn't seem to turn his nose up at that uh, frozen bit at all. And it's funny, you're talking about uh, eating in the wild. Um, so Charlie Brown is a Labrador retriever. And I know retrieving is kind of in their, in their genes. And I throw the ball for him many days and he oh, chases yeah. it. And he's sort of addicted. When we lived in Seattle, um, on a couple of occasions, when we were out for a walk, especially in the springtime, he caught bunnies. Um, oh. he would just sort of like all of a sudden he darts into a bush and comes back out with a bunny in his jaws. Um, but he never ate them. And I don't believe he even killed them. He also wouldn't let go of them. That was a different conversation. But um, yeah. uh, I, in all cases, I would put him in the backyard and I just figured it the bunny's life was now in the hands of its creator. Um, and an hour later, Charlie Brown would come in and it was never a bunny carcass in the backyard. Yeah. Um, so there's something else going on there about, uh, about retrieving something, but not necessarily eating it for meat. Well, I think that's, that's, that's a good point. They're, they're Labrador retrievers, not Labrador murderers. So <laughs> exactly. I think he is, he has done his job in retrieving this, yes. whatever the animal is. The Labrador murderer breed. Uh, I think <laughs> they, we, we went extinct a long time ago. <laughs> I think it is the saber tooth Labrador. Yeah. Yes. They couldn't, uh, none of its owners could keep it because they, they like, this is a terrible dog. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Why are we doing? <laughs> Whose idea was this? I wish you would just bring it back. Why are you murdering everything? Um <laughs> little carcasses all over the neighborhood. <laughs> oh, my gosh. oh, on that note, how are we doing on time? We are, believe it or not, uh, within a few minutes of having wasted another 30-minute block of time. Incredible. This time on dog food. On dog food. Yeah. yeah. Who knew it? You know, we didn't even get to other food. I know there's a lot of other kinds of pets out there. There are, there are. Uh, you know, the birds and the bees and everything else that we talk Cats about. And iguanas is... and, and ferrets. Ferret, as they say. Ferret. Right? Yeah. I don't think they yeah. say that. I don't um, know how to say <laughs> But we don't own any of those things. So we don't. We are yeah. not, as much as we are experts, obviously, on yeah. dog food. Yeah. We're not experts on we're, ferret we're, food. No, we're not. But I do remember, and one of my more favorite, um, surprising uh, uh, animal feedings was at a friend's house many years ago, and they had a uh, a boa constrictor, a snake, oh, um, creatively named Snakey, and <laughs> um, and and they and this 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 snake was fed uh, a couple times a week a fresh live mouse, oh, and my. they would take yeah, well you know if, if so they tried actually to to buy the dead mice, and that's harder to actually get than live ones. And then, and then the snake didn't want it because it's not warm, it's not thing, it right. doesn't move, you know. So, uh, so, so they fed Sneaky, and Bjorn was young at the time, and uh, and they said, "Hey, you want to come over and see us feed him?" We're like, "Oh my gosh, yeah!" I, and I had never seen this before; I'd never owned a snake, right? So they get the thing, and they open the lid, and here comes the mouse, and it comes out, and Andrea is there, and Bjorn and I, and the whole family's there, and they've been doing this. Obviously, they've had the snake a long time; they feed it every time, and they said, "Okay, well, they're going to put it in. It's going to scurry around a little bit, and as soon as it kind of gets on the snake, the snake's going to lunge and 
do its thing, right? So don't be don't be surprised. And so Bjorn and I and everybody looks at each other, okay, great, we won't be surprised. And so the lid goes up, the mouse goes in, and the mouse steps on the snake, and the snake grabs. And everybody was like, oh, except Andrea, who screamed at the top of her lungs in shock, like she had not just been told what was going to happen. And everybody else then screams. Because Andrea screamed, like we actually were fine with the snake doing the snake thing, but not yes. fine with the reaction that that Andrea had. So hysterical. That that was my other, and that's when I decided I'll never have a snake, that's because this would be the nightly routine of Andrea screaming and sh- just shocking everyone else. I don't think I feel like your heart wouldn't survive that after too long a time. <laughs> oh, I don't think <laughs> I think it took a couple of years off my life for sure. Yeah, it might yeah. have. Yeah, I can imagine that. Uh, well, I do not have a similar uh, experience of feeding a snake or similar, um, but I've had certainly cats. And that's I think that's the extent of it. Cats and goldfish. Uh, yeah. Goldfish, I mostly killed. Uh, cats lived with me happily until the end of their lives. Mm. Um, ate, all, ate all the things that you would imagine they ate. Oh, um, yeah. yeah, but uh so growing yeah. up in Florida, you didn't have a pet alligator? We did not. Uh, it wasn't so much a pet as the one that lived in the backyard. It sort of came and went on its own. Oh, um, right. Just kidding. Um, uh, growing up in Florida, interestingly, um, alligators were a thing. The thing that were more common where I lived were um, crabs. And so uh, I want to say they were blue crabs, but that's not that may not be right. But there, we lived relatively close to the water. And so it was a, a, a bit swampy in the in that that where that water was and mm-hmm. so uh crabs would migrate in and out so there were times of the year that crabs would come out um and cross the road and sort of be in the yard um, yeah. or horseshoe crabs we would see those sometimes out uh in the beach if you ever seen one of those it looks like a dinosaur They're ancient right these are the they are. yeah i've seen them on tv i've never seen one in person yep they're kind are of they big them. uh yeah they're probably the size of a dinner dinner plate oh my which is, I think, big, but um, they're not very fast, so you can grab them and pick them up. Yeah, Florida's a weird place. That's perhaps a whole <laughs> other episode. But yeah, growing up in Florida, yeah. it's a weird place. There's a lot of weird. Yeah. Place. Okay. So <laughs> next next episode, horseshoe crab dip and horseshoe uh, crab dip waste from waste. Uh, yeah, and blue crabs. What makes them so sad? On our next episode. <laughs> You have once again, dear listeners, spent about 30 minutes with Jonathan and Greg. On yes. Day. We're happy to have had you. We sure are. Yes. Thank you for listening. And if you uh, if you do have uh, some an animal that eats uh, and you would like to share what that animal eats and anything else about uh, your favorite dog food, cat food, bird food, snake food, anything at all, let us know. Facebook, uh, TastyGents, or email us at tastygents at gmail.com. All true. The Facebook place, Facebook page, especially there's fun stuff that happens on that page. So if you're not, if you haven't stopped by to say hi, we recommend it. Yeah. Oh, and this week we also dropped another mamasode. Andrea interviewed her mother, hi. Joan. It's a hoot. Right. So check it out right if you haven't on. heard that one. Okay, good. That's a good one. I'm looking forward to that one. All right. All right. Greg. Jonathan, as always. As always. Great time. It was. Okay. Take care. See everybody later. Bye, everyone. You've been listening to Tasty Gents. A geeky Palm Springs to Seattle podcast. Okay, cue jingle. Cue jingle. There it is.